When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. La da 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 da, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the football ramble. Harry Kane's being a naughty boy, and Callum Wilson's been spilling the beans. It's Tuesday, third of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell, and I'm Pete Donaldson. Welcome, one and all, to your terrific Tuesday on the Football Ramble. How you doing, Petey baby? I'm all right. Um, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good start, wasn't it? Yeah, well. That's a good start. <laughs> I'm to mute the mic so I can do a little coffee cough. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. Uh, I'm absolutely riddled. Jim? Oh. Jim? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I am absolutely fine, yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, uh, gentlemen, let's go straight to the news that Harry Kane um, is being is going to be fined by Tottenham Hotspur as he failed to report for training yesterday. This is divided opinion quite a bit, yeah. this. <laughs> Controversy from Kane. We're not used to seeing this from, from the, uh, the golden boy of, of English football, Jim. Uh, there were suggestions from Rio Ferdinand that if it was, say, one Paul Pogba, it would be covered differently from the media and so on and so yep. forth. It might have a little mm-hmm. bit of a point there. Absolutely uh, right. What, what the hell do you make of all this? Well, I think that this is a symptom of Daniel Levy being such a sort of hard bargainer and being so difficult to kind of get around. 
that yeah. I think Kane has probably thought, well, unfortunately, I might have to kind of try and force a move. That's certainly what it looks like, isn't it? Because mm. we all know that, you know, Levy tends to get what he wants. He, Kane has, has stated or, or it's certainly been sort of released that he believes he has a gentleman's agreement. You can imagine Daniel Levy saying, well, either, you know, I didn't say that or like, well, our, our position has changed and you've signed a contract, whatever it is. Mm. Kane thought he'd be allowed to leave this summer and it looks like he's not been allowed to leave. So he's, I mean, obviously, you know, you always have a choice in how you behave and 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 how you kind of go you that, conduct yourself in situations <laughs> like that. <laughs> and but I always I think, make the bad choice, Marcus. Well, I think I, I think it feels like to me, Kane's probably looked at the situation and thought, if I don't do something extreme, he will hold me to this contract and I won't be able to mm. leave. And he really wants to leave, doesn't he? Clearly, you know, it's it is the right time for him as a player to move on. Probably a disaster mm. for the league if if City can get him and or Grealish. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, you, do you not think it's just all about um, Harry Kane's long kind of uh, anti love affair with um, August? Like, it, it, <laughs> I, the man hates August so much. I'm not turning up. He's not even turning up physically anymore. <laughs> yeah. it, and, and the word uh, August comes from the Latin, whatever that word is, I don't actually know, but I know it is connected to the word auspicious. So the man hates success so much being a Spurs player that he just doesn't want to turn up in, in August. But I mean, fundamentally, on a serious side of things, like what is the point of a gentleman's agreement? Like there's, there was a yeah. word that I'm, I'm sure will come up to the fact that uh, Spurs apparently want Traore. Uh, he's apparently got one or is going to have one in his Wolves contract. It's not a release clause. It's a gentleman's re- agreement. How can you codify that in in a contract? Yeah. Oh, you can leave for this amount of money if we kind of feel it's uh, you know conducive to yeah. uh, the club having a good yeah. time and you having a good time. It's it's silly. They don't really exist. And uh, it, just just look at your contract, guys. Look, I mean, look at your contract. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a funny one because you, obviously, the, like all these things, we have no idea what the little conversations that are being had behind the scenes and so on and so forth. But uh, we, and we've yet to hear sort of firmly from. From from sort of either camp on this, but I I mm. do sort of agree with, I think I think most people will agree with say Jamie Carragher's assessment on this when he was sort of tweeting saying that 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 he believes that this is this is just a bad thing for Harry Kane to do. You know, you've got to turn up and it and it, it risks yeah. ruining his name at the club. And I, it's such a kind of, unfortunately, you know, players have too much power these days. One could argue, although previously the clubs had too much power. You know, you never you never get the <laughs> Never get the power dynamic spot on. There's no real sweet spot, is there, when it comes to power dynamics? But I do worry that if Kane doesn't go, he then kind of goes back to the club and the fans are a bit like, eh, you really don't want to be here, but we love you. And, uh, and yeah, I'm sure a few goals I've, will uh, sort I of think, tighten yeah. that up a little bit. Maybe. I think that would be forgotten quite quickly. But the point is he wants out, doesn't he? So if this leads mm. to his departure, I mean, there was already um, a lot of people on, I know Twitter's not necessarily the best sort of gauge of, of, of opinion, but there were a lot of very, very disappointed and some very angry Tottenham fans talking about how Christian Eriksen like, had said he'd never play for another um, Premier League club and comparisons to to the behaviour there. But I think like Kane is basically over a barrel, isn't he? Because you know he's he's really in his peak years now. He wants to he wants to move, um, but with three years on his contract, it's a difficult one. So I think they've they've basically they've just hit the big red button, haven't they? Like quite early. <laughs> they've gone for the nuclear option very quickly, I think. I, I, do you think this has more to do with what Jack Grealish is doing and how 
you know, they they're not dissimilar in the parts of the field in which they inhabit. And you imagine that in Man City, they may very well find themselves in a place where they're going for the same position. No, I think oh, they could definitely play together. On, I, know, I know you he know likes that? to drop deep, but like you're come forgetting on. Grealish Get also involved. likes to go out left. Yeah, but yeah. Pep doesn't like Aguero, so Pep doesn't like <laughs> Fox in the boxes. He wants complete footballers, so Harry may be transformed yeah. into this hungry, penalty-free kick-winning monster. You know, yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah. I don't you... think they're going to sign Grealish and Kane and then make them play as each other. No. <laughs> Southgate proved that they can play together, didn't he, Jim? Um, yeah. Do you think, though, all, I know obviously there's all the different sort of... Uh, angles on this and oh he's got to force a move and blah 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 blah. do you think it is a bit piss poor from Kane because I think if if it was other players you know we think of Kane as um you know rightly or wrongly we think of him as being uh you know a good stand-up kind of guy whereas I, I I don't like this behavior I have to say I understand it but I'm a bit sort of old-fashioned perhaps and traditional it was an interesting yeah. piece just before sorry before I finished waffling in the athletic from Oliver Kay where he reminded those who were um, uh, conscious and alive to be reminded of it uh, when Pierre van Hooydonk was at Nottingham Forest and didn't return to training because yeah. he wanted to move. And the the press were unhappy with this and so on. But the players were really unhappy. And when he turned back, when, eventually when he went back to the club, the players were just like, you can piss off. Like they were really, really angry with him. Yeah. And then he used a, a more modern day example. I forget now, it may well have been Paul Pogba, but forgive me if that's wrong. And some of the players were just a bit like, yeah, well, you know, that's that's it was basically well that's the way it is these days kind of thing. They 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 didn't yeah. seem as bothered. Mm. You've really got a kind of angle for a move these days. Sorry, my doorbell's just going off there. Um, you've really <laughs> got a kind of, uh, is this training? He's training here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying every door. He's look. He's just had a bonk on the head. He doesn't know where he is. <laughs> he's, just, he's turning up, turn up at Aston Villa. He's confused. Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. I do agree that the way that this is being reported on is very different to uh, if it, if it was someone like Paul Pogba. It's it's it, I think it's stark and interesting to see uh, that that's been reported on in, in this way. But you do. Don't know what's been said in in the background. You don't know what's been agreed with, mm. with with Levy. You don't know what the club have sort of basically yeah. said, gentleman agreement uh, or, or otherwise. So I, I do. I feel sorry for the player. I feel sorry for um, Spurs. It, it, I mean, to be honest, this is the worst preparation possible uh, for their manager <laughs> at the start yeah. of the season. That was kind of part of his remit to mm. to, to sort of steady the ship a little bit, uh, get rid of the players that we got gotten rid of. Um, you know, get get the get a little bit of money back into the club so they can. Uh, spend a bit more but you, you don't know what's been said uh, behind the scenes what's been promised to uh, Kane and if he feels like he, he has to do it he, he knows how important it is to stay on the right side of PR stay on the right side of public opinion uh, and and yet he's still doing this so I I, I, I dare say there's been things said uh, behind closed doors that, uh, that Kane's really really not happy with well, clearly the whole point is to put pressure on Tottenham isn't it and just make them mm. cave essentially go alright look you know this is you know, this situation is becoming untenable. We don't want an unhappy player, blah, blah, blah. It will destabilise the squad. And obviously, I'm sure it's like probably quite heartbreaking for Kane to to do that. Mm. Um, but again, we know that Levy is such a hard negotiator and such a difficult person to to get your will over on that maybe he he has just decided to go for the nuclear option sooner rather than later, particularly if he's worried that it will be Grealish or him, depending on mm. on on how City kind of spend their money this summer. So, I mean, what what do you guys think Spurs should do now? Do you th- is it a case of dig in or think, actually, 
maybe we cut our losses to try and get as big a fee as possible and reinvest it quickly. Because essentially, you're replacing the best player in the league, which is that's basically impossible. Mm. I think the problem for for Kane now is that he's made this so public. There's one thing that a, a, a big a chairman at a big club doesn't want to do is look weak. And actually, if they had have sold Kane, say, to Man City or whoever, they're unlikely that they would want to sell them to a, another Premier League club. But if, if they do that, gets a massive fee and then they reinvest in the side and so on, you can say, well, actually, the chairman's looked at that. He's, he's made it actually an all right decision. Uh, because you've got you know a ridiculous amount of money you can you can reinvest in the squad. Whereas now the way Kane has acted, it looks like the chairman's gone. Oh, okay, fine. He's got the power and he's given in. Yeah. And actually, I wonder if this is going to be counterproductive for Harry Kane with 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 what he's done. Um, you know, still got three years left in his contract, as we know. He'll be what thirty one, I think, by the time that finishes. I mean, I find it extraordinary. He did that interview with it was it with Gary Neville at the end of last season. He really put the groundwork in Kane. I mean, you don't often see it that much with the player giving interviews and talking so openly how he would like to leave. Mm. Um, so I, I, I am quite um, intrigued how this will go. And also, as you said, uh, Pete, this is worst possible kind of preparation. Harry Kane's such a distinctive type of forward as well that your style of play built around him. We know the England side has been built around him, the Spurs side uh, as well. He is a forward where you need to build the attack around him. Now, you could say that about a lot of forwards, but I think Kane is so good and so distinctive that that is the case. So if... I don't think your kind of second choice striker sort of sort of comes in and goes, okay, that's fine. It changes the whole complexity (laughs) in the dynamic. And poor old Nuno... Think of Nuno in this, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know he's only just come in, and when he arrived, he said, "My promise to you, we're going to make you proud." I don't know how he's going to do that. He's got his work cut out for him, but he also said, "Harry is our player." Period. When he comes back, we will have time to speak. Um, well, I, will they? That that is the problem. But you mentioned Jack Grealish earlier. With City's interest, Manchester City's interest now looking like that they're focused on Jack Grealish. I wonder if their interest in Kane has waned. Uh, somewhat so um it's going to be an interesting is, is is this a saga jim do you think oh without a doubt <laughs> but then it's, it's a it's, saga it's... without another party involved is it another club involved should i say there was How do you mean? well as in manchester city they did go after him a few weeks ago maybe even a month and a bit ago but they seem to have kind of cooled off a little bit maybe that's because i don't know Kane could be being encouraged i'm not saying by manchester city but could be in, being encouraged to kind of cause a little bit of a, a stir yeah, I, at the club. But usually I don't think uh I don't think that interest has cooled. Okay. I think I think they are absolutely trying to get both Kane and Grealish. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking at ways to do that. Because they, you know, as we mentioned on earlier on in the week, they um um or last week, they, they have a lot of squad players that you've not necessarily are even that familiar with, as Chelsea do. And they they're just selling those players on and just raising the funds Obscure player by obscure player. So <laughs> I think they will manage to to raise the money they need to stay within the rules. Yeah. Well, they're, they're in the middle of a bit of a shake-up, um, Spurs. Obviously, their di- new director of football, Fabio Paratici, has, has, has come in and, and they've, they've brought a few players in. We talked about Golini and Brian Hill um, the other day or the other week and Alderweireld and Lamella uh, have gone, as well as Joe Hart and, and, and a few others. Uh, so um, it will be interesting who starts that game against Manchester City at the first day of the season. 
especially all eyes <laughs> yeah. on, on, on Harry Kane there. Uh, but there is chat uh, that Spurs might go in for Adama Traore. He's been linked to Chelsea, Barcelona and Leeds United, who have apparently yeah. bid 30 million for the oiled up beauty. But it would be nice to see, uh, from a Spurs point of view, him and uh, Nuno reunited Petey under the yeah, famous I mean, cock. He, he knows everything he needs to know about uh, that footballer and what he's capable of. And, and that would be, a, I think that would be a, a, a salve to the wound, so to speak, if Kane was was to leave. It's it's players like, like I, I almost think that Kane isn't getting his move and, and, and things aren't, you know, big amounts of money aren't being laid out by Spurs simply because they spent so much money on players like Sanchez. Players, players who was what was he 45, 47 million, something like that. Like he was never worth that amount of money anyway. They, he's he's kind of fallen foul of a lot of like managerial turmoil and actually quite poor manager, managerial decisions. Uh, and you just get the feeling that Danny Levy's like, no, I need my money back because I spent <laughs> I spent a lot of money on some absolute stinkers. So that that's why um, that they're, they're not quite as willing to, to 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 ship players out and spend a lot of money on on, on players like Troy. But I'd love to see Troy at uh, a Spurs. That'd be a, 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 certainly a more uh, a more mobile uh, football team compared to what he's played um, playing it at the moment. I would say. Yeah, I think his end product is a little underwhelming, though, isn't it? I think his his goals and assists last season weren't um, weren't amazing, from what I remember. I'm sure someone will correct me on that if I'm wrong. Uh, I you do wonder what Spurs do if they sell Kane. Like, who do you target mm. to get in? Because you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna have an absolute minimum of a hundred million to spend there. You can go out and you know you can go out and do something pretty special. But people know you've got that money. And, well, and also, quite, but I think market. in a depressed market, though, I think that that still gives Spurs the advantage. True, but it, the season, you know, the window is closing soon. This is a problem with it. So I mean, it, it's shape, shaping up to be a hell of a window if you're yeah. into that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and aren't we all, Jim? If, if yeah, if, if what you're in in football for is gossip <laughs> coming to fruition or not? Indeed, yeah. Um, Spurs have been drawn against either uh, Pacos de Ferreira or Lan. Uh, of Northern Ireland in the playoff round for the Europa Conference League, by the way. So uh, and Kane wants to miss that. Yeah, I know. Well, that's <laughs> it's, what a big time, Charlie. Eh? I love the fact <laughs> that in the in the um, Europa Conference League, Jose Mourinho and Roma are involved, and you know that they are going to eliminate Tottenham Hotspur. They're going to meet at some point. <laughs> yes, very, very much so. Uh, excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a quick break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Join me, Jaguar, the host of BBC Introducing Dance on Radio 1 for my brand new podcast, Utopia Talks. It's a reactive platform to discuss issues that my generation care about in dance music culture and the wider world. I'll be talking to some of the biggest names in dance music, including people like Heidi. The lineups do not need to be 99% male-driven. Mm. There's all these interesting new producers and women that are coming through, you know, all sorts. Yeah. It's like women are speaking out now. And the sensational Bless Madonna. I feel like literally my entire life has led up to this. This is the first event we've had like this, not just in the UK, but really in the Western Hemisphere. And to be able to be here with all of these people who are so happy is just absolutely the biggest, highest joy of my life. As well as having the meaty conversations I often have with friends that I'd love you to join in with. There's so much new energy coming out of the pandemic and there's so many like new nights and festivals yeah, yeah. and everyone's really pushing for this new structure where people genuinely don't feel anxious mm -hmm. about coming to a club night because of the way they look or the way they dress. It's more about everyone in. To me, Utopia is a perfect moment. It's togetherness, it's the future. I want to live in a more inclusive, equal world and I hope this podcast will build a community and help create change. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. New episodes dropping every Wednesday. Welcome to Utopia Talks. Utopia Talks is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Four or five years, never complain about the referees and the action. But this action is really incredible. Incredible. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails. Yes, it is. Uh, we asked you on Twitter what result you would like to erase from your club's history. Darren Michaels got in touch and said, Liverpool losing 4-3 to Crystal Palace in the Cup semi-final after beating them 9-0 earlier in the season. <laughs> um, yeah, can imagine that. That's, that's a bit annoying. I would have thought the Cristian Ball one that kind of stopped them um, getting the league or that Chelsea um, the, mm. when Gerrard slipped. Um, but fair enough. Uh, Dan, just Dan. Maybe he's a Brazilian footballer. Says simply, Man United losing to MK Dons under LVG. Yeah, can imagine that. And <laughs> an account from um, Chonburi FC. FC Tokyo 9, Chonburi nil. He attached a photo of a newspaper with the headline, Sharks edged out in nine-goal thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the official... Because they're, they're tie out there, Chonburi FC. Like, I, like, I would like to think that that's the official account like genuinely yeah, gutted replying so. to a football ramble request that's excellent <laughs> the, re the reason why we asked that of course as some of you may have seen this was Preston North End won 5-0 in their final pre-season game uh, on the weekend against an unknown team yeah. now when we say an unknown team I don't think it's a team that no one has ever heard of 
you know, it's sort of Pete Donaldson United or something. It's it, the, the team didn't want to be named. Uh, it was Denton FC from a touch of frost. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it the entire... Weatherfield County from Coronation Street, Marcus. <laughs> is it Harchester United? Harchester that is the, United. Yeah. That's the big team, question. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it took the entirety of their match report <laughs> before noting that the opposition requested not to be named. With this being the reason, there was no live coverage and there are unfortunately no highlights available for this fixture. Ooh. Yes, following further... Is it Man United? <laughs> Is it Burnley under 23? So many rumours circling on Twitter. <laughs> Loving it. Well, following further discussions between both clubs, it was agreed that Press and North End could share details of the result and the scorers without naming the opposition. So we don't know the reasons for this um, <laughs> and we won't speculate, or will we? Uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> they were so embarrassed. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it was, it's presumably they had that agreement in before before they sort of started, I presume. It wasn't just like they lost 5-0 and went, don't tell anyone about this, about my secret oh, shame. I, I hope so. I really hope it was that. <laughs> just at the final whistle, the manager just desperately going, can you not, can you not mention it? We don't know who it is, obviously, but... <laughs> It could be anyone's voice. Uh, please don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> We're not saying it was him. But yeah, he's... I, I can't do it, Ollie. Uh, well, absolutely no cameras at the game, so I thought, well, what's the point in uh, telling everybody it was us that got beaten? Uh, it definitely wasn't them because it was in the north and not the southwest. Uh, anyway, yeah, I am wicked, me like <laughs> <laughs> we've just been pumped five nil. Oh, I hope no one finds out about this. Yeah, well, apparently um, the opposition manager said that result was awful from them, and we'll move oh, on. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear we move on nice. though to um to, to callum wilson and what he said uh, yeah. this loving was... this marcus wrecking ball callum wilson pete where did this come from oh with the athletic in it <laughs> one yeah. of uh, alan Sh- one of alan shearer's legendary interviews he's getting like bloody david frost this lad he is isn't he it's great yeah. <laughs> for those who don't really know <laughs> callum it. wilson was interviewed and he was quite frank and honest in um yeah in some of the quotes on stevie brucey and graham jones he said i think graham jones coming in as a coach in january definitely complimented the manager because he <laughs> because he's a little bit more tactically aware and up to date <laughs> Whereas the manager has his different strengths and attributes. Up to date, oh. just been relegated with Bournemouth, and he goes to Newcastle and he goes, What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> He's more tactically aware and up to date. I like what what do you think Brucey's strengths and attributes are? It's like oh, he makes a lovely cup of tea, yeah. the gaffer. <laughs> exactly. He really He's supports great hugs. Great yeah. hugs. He, he he encourages Graham a lot with those tactics. Uh, and then while on pre-season in York, Wilson asked Joel Linton if he could have the number nine shirt, apparently. Uh, and uh, apparently Joel Linton said, yeah, thank you for asking. That's the uh, sort of fight and passion that you want, isn't it, Pete? <laughs> yeah, like like he could have stolen it if he wanted yeah, to. Right. Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Normally people just you, take you this You want off the me. shirt off my back? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's not a problem at all. Yeah, that's that killer instinct he's shown in front of goal all season, isn't yeah. it, really? Good Lord. Will there be I, another I like, shirt for I, me? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm asking too many questions. Don't worry about it. I'll just take whatever. <laughs> I like, I do, I would very much like, one thing, like um, producer Charlie, uh, a Newcastle fan in his mid-20s, I think he 
you might be ill. Um, he, he said that I cannot believe that Newcastle allowed that interview to go out. And he said, oh, wait, I can definitely believe it. I mean, this is yeah. this would have been a, a, a club-sanctioned interview with Alan Shearer. And yeah, uh, yeah just I, I'm, I'm very much enjoying this season being the pitched battle between, uh, you know, the number nine of Newcastle against mm. Steve Bruce. And we know from Rude Hullet and Alan Shearer, yeah. uh, th- th- there's only one winner in that. So, uh-huh. yeah, bring it on. Who Wilson is the number nine Bruce? now? It is Callum Wilson, is it? That's yeah, it's the... Wilson, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Wilson, he <laughs> said he, he bases everything on goals. You can have shockers sometimes, but if I, if I score, I couldn't care less. I live, sleep and eat goals. You expect that kind of thing from... Uh, from a player, but now though, if they're losing, say five nil against you know Preston North End or something, <laughs> and then he gets a last minute consolation in the cup, and he goes away, you think to yourself, "Well, Callum's had a good day." That's him. Sorted. As long as Callum's yeah. had a good... look, if Callum has a good day, Newcastle invariably have a good day. So yeah, I, I love that. I'll yeah. Does he that mean anytime. live, eat, and breathe? Because yeah, I mean none of it is all quite abstract, but sleeping goals. Yeah, dreaming. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Dreaming of goals, right? I Must understand. be dreaming of goals. He's, <laughs> he's got his. He's got his eye on twenty goals this season. I think. I think most uh, kind of you know decent strikers would have that. He got twelve last yeah. year. The problem for Callum Wilson though is that um, despite you know he had a decent season and he's obviously pretty uh, proficient in front of goal, he is playing for Steve Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Although if they get Joe Willock back in, he'll obviously score thirty-eight goals. Yeah. Um, that is a fair point. Yeah. So a Callum Wilson right. will be whacking them against the post, and then uh, yeah, Willock will just be arriving on the corner of the of, of the eight yard box and finishing them off. Yeah, easy, easy yeah. peasy, easy. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to uh, take us down to the gossip mill, if you will. <gasps> um, here's here's a few uh, stories for you. The Hammers, that's West Ham, uh, said they believe there's only a ten percent chance now of signing Jesse Lingard. I love how how have they worked <clears throat> that out. <laughs> the percentage is also, there. I'm delighted for Jesse Lingard that he looks like he's going to actually get a chance at Man United. I thought, however well he did at West Ham, that was that you know mm. avenue was probably closed. But you know he, he was so good that he's earned it, and I hope I hope it goes well for him. Yeah, Ole Gunnar has said that uh, Lingard is in his plans this season, and his contract runs out next summer. I. I can't see Lingard <laughs> mm, yeah. playing that much for Man United this season. Like, I'd, I'd love to see him there. And obviously what he did at West Ham at the, in the second half of uh, last season was amazing. But just let him go. Are they going to extract <laughs> absolutely no value from him there? If, yeah, yeah if, exactly. Unless it's a season where he comes in and like sort of plays as in yeah. the first team. You're absolutely right. He's going to want to move. move. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, he, he, I mean, okay. So Solskjaer has, Solskjaer has said that he's in his plans. So... We'll right. take that on face value. Well, but I suppose at the same time, I'm not taking that on face value. I'm just saying that how much do you think he's the actually best led going... plans of a mouse? <laughs> <laughs> Little <Yeah>. mousy. <laughs> I know. Well, look, there's 10% chance that he could still go to West Ham. So let's um, let's cling on to that, yeah. uh, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, elsewhere, uh, Inter have told Chelsea to sod off after they've um, offered £85 million plus Marcos Alonso for Romelu Lukaku. In those kind of deals, I always immediately want the reaction of the Marcos Alonso in that deal. Yeah. How do you <laughs> feel? That is if it, 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 they've offered £85 million pounds for, for him and you. Okay. Yeah. Where, where do you sit in that? Where, are you close <laughs> to the 85? Or are you yeah. closer to the zero? Do you bump up to hundred? Up by yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Why didn't they just offer ninety? What, what's this all about, Alonso? <laughs> they they sort of. It's quite rare that those deals actually happen, though, isn't it? 
Yeah. Like you mm. see them reported all the time, but I wonder if because of the, the strange nature of this transfer window, especially do... as it gets towards the end of it, that we'll see a few more of them. They do happen, though. Uh, they do with, happen, with the yeah, but players, they, they, are, they are reported like basically constantly. Yeah, but the amount of them actually go through is quite uh-huh. low. Apparently, Lukaku, fair play to him, he said that he's just really happy at Inter. He he massively rediscovered his form. He's now one of the most coveted forwards in the world. He won um, Serie A, of course. He, he scored a lot of goals for Belgium um, at the Euros. And yet you still think that Inter would possibly consider selling him because it's Inter. Well, <laughs> well they got their huge debt to service, haven't they? So. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's all about those... Uh, those euros, Peter, um, and I'm talking mm. about the money, not the tournament. But um, I think that for, from Lukaku's point of view, he's just thinking, I'm at a massive club. We, we, we've won a trophy. We're in the Champions League. I'm having a good time. I feel rejuvenated. Why would I then yeah. go back to that club again? Although he did, I think he said yeah. if he wanted to go back to the Premier League, it might be just a Chelsea. So maybe there was a league. Yeah, I mean, I he does know. he does love Chelsea. There's a video of him being shown around Stamford Bridge when he was younger where you can see like his, his eyes like just widen and he can't believe he's finally, you know, mm-hmm. at, you know, in the place he's dreamed of. So I think he would genuinely love to go back there. I think there is a possibility though, that with, with Inter having to, to raise, I think it's 80 million euros, isn't it? Is the figure that's bandied around a lot from sales mm-hmm. effectively. They might sell some of his, is better teammates. So if you're seeing the if you're seeing that team kind of disintegrate around mm-hmm. you, maybe you think, well, actually, maybe it's probably better for me to go because we're not going to challenge now. Yeah, true enough. And losing Conte, of course. Is is a bit of a blow, but apparently he's you know he's loving life at Inter. Fair enough, they are the champions of Italy. Go and defend that title. He bloody well will. Um, uh, well, one of uh, uh, Lukaku's former clubs, Everton, um, have got Rafa Benitez, of course, in charge now. And according to James Rodriguez and his Twitch stream, it seems unlikely that he will be an Everton player for much longer. Apparently, he isn't in Rafa's plans this season, and he says he wants to go and play for a team where he is wanted. For it's a man a of one, his this. quality and CV and his sort of general standing in the game, it's not really what it should be, Peter. No. You know, he was he was a top scorer at the World Cup. I know that was seven years ago now, but he's played for Real Madrid. I mean, that's a long time, isn't it? It is I a mean, long time. It's it's I think I think Rafa has a reputation for being quite a you know, obviously a very defensive and kind of cautious manager, but like you do need a mix of industrious, interesting, uh, exciting players. But the problem is he just can't stay fit, and he's on yeah. two hundred grand a week, and 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 Everton need money in, not because they don't have it, but they've just got to work within these sustainability rules. So it, they're in a situation where do you want a player sitting on the bench or sitting on the treatment table for, for, for a third to a half of the season and, and not being able to draw draw on his uh, considerable skills? It, it's difficult. But I, if I was Rafa, I probably would be looking to shift him on, to be honest. Yeah, you'll always defend Rafa. Like, you're always like defend the, Rafa. You're like always the, defend Rafa, mate. The antidote to Richard Keyes. He will always have a go <laughs> at Rafa. Uh, yeah. I'm happy, look, I'm happy to be on that side whereas, of history, mate. Don't whereas worry with it. every other issue, you're obviously both united and agree with each other. But <laughs> yeah. with Hamas Rodriguez, though, as I say, you know, he's, he's, he's got quality. Well, we know this. It wasn't that long ago he was in the latter stages of the Champions League with Bayern. And yet he seems to be a guy who is now sort of in danger of not really sort of settling. He's He just turned 30, so he's still sort of fairly yeah. young. There's, there's interest from AC Milan, which I think would be a, a decent move. But again, you could see him sort of fizzling out over there a little bit. He's almost like someone who makes a lot of guest appearances on other artists' records <laughs> yes. rather than really kind of ever establishing his own kind of 
solo career. Is he a That's bit how like, it feels, isn't is it? Is he a bit flow ridery? Do you think? <laughs> he is a little bit. Um, to be fair, speaking of flow rider, it, it can't be long until he pops over to be with Fizzer. Old Hammers Rodriguez. He's got oh, into Miami written all oh, over him, hasn't he? Speaking of Florida, <laughs> round of applause. You're crowbarring. Round of applause, Spelzy. <laughs> crowbarring Fizzer in in any way possible. It's impressive. Oh. You are desperate to make him a, a, a new f- figure of. Uh, I don't know what. Enjoyment, I don't know, Jim. Part Enjoyment. of your pantheon. Part of your, you <laughs> yeah. know, part of your Sven, Keggy, Cabal. Cabal. <laughs> yeah. Le- well, uh, he got a win on the weekend. He well, got a he win. Back on top, baby. Yes, exactly. Only <laughs> 50 more cup finals to go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, yeah, they won a cup final. They won one of his cup finals. I think since he said they had 23 cup finals, oh, now, hang on, I might be... They, so they, they won their last game. They drew before that. and Maybe, maybe they lost the first of the cup finals. I can't quite remember yeah. when he said the quote and when and, and when the results kind of kick in. Mm. But, so but, drawing a cup final is okay when you've got like another 20 to come, right? That's <laughs> absolutely right, Jim. You've got to start yeah. somewhere. Well, they're, look, they're two games unbeaten, uh, the Herons. Uh, and it was, and it was two goals from Gonzalo Higuain. And I did think to myself, yeah, yeah, yeah you want to action him a bit more, Fizzer. Yeah. Uh, you've got a, yeah. a striker of genuine quality. But he said after that draw against Philadelphia Union last week that he saw hurt in the players' eyes and he believed they were turning a corner. Well, Pete Donaldson, I put it to you, a win against Montreal 2-1 is evidence of a corner being turned. It's, I mean, it's one result, Marcus. I mean, I don't know a huge amount about this, but I mean, I happen to think it's probably just that a couple of players figured out that um, spaghetti was getting handed out. So they probably wanted to get a slice of that, to be quite <laughs> Were frank. they trying to sign players? Kind of slice of spaghetti. Trying to sign Victor Victor Wanyama, were they? Is that what it was? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Phil Neville's last, just to put it into context, Phil Neville's last win before this was a 3-2 win over Yapstam Cincinnati in May. And bearing in mind the season, that's not the end of the season. In uh, yeah, <laughs> that's terrible, isn't it? I think yeah. you know there is a. I think there's a sense that MLS is just a lot better than people think it is when they come over for a bit of a swan song. It's just a lot harder than they expect it to be. I thought you were going to say people don't realise that MLS is better than Phil Neville. Um, which <laughs> which proven to be, that. isn't it? Well, yeah. not at the moment, Jim. They just won, didn't they? Yeah, you're you right. Know? Oh, you're only Fine. as good as your last result, as they say. You're right. That's that's what the league league table. It's the league table doesn't exist. It's just form. It's just if you've won your last match, you, you're fine. Absolutely do you think? Fine. Do you think when when he said that comment about the cup finals, it is normally a manager who's afraid of relegation. Do you think someone whispered in his ear, said, "Phil, do you know they've not got any relegation here?" He's like, "You're joking. I can't. He can believe his luck. <laughs> what yeah. a boon. Boys, we're staying up." <laughs> <laughs> Pouring a big water bottle over his Garrett. own head. Yeah, last Garrett, game of the season. I know you up, didn't have a good up. time in Europe. <laughs> I've kept us up. Last game of the season. He runs on the pitch doing a little David Fleet jig. He's absolutely loving it. Like, no, Phil. It, it... Anyway, let him have his moment. Let him have his moment. Um, staying in uh, uh, the United States, if we may, uh, they won the uh, the Gold Cup. The CONCACAF mm. Gold Cup beating Mexico 1-0 in Las Vegas, baby. I wouldn't fancy playing football in Las Vegas um, in the no, summer. Not in this heat. But then I don't know what ha- is happening with the weather world well, worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> uh, because it's just so variable at the moment. Yeah. There's like just uh, monsoons turning in left, right, and centre oh across goodness. America. Yeah. It's incredible. But sea it was, was on it was fire a, really... a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a good prep for Qatar, this, though. It was a really, really fun 
spicy match to be quite rank. Like their, their uh, keeper Matt Turner was amazing. He had a great what a, tournament. What a story that guy. He's had a fantastic tournament, yeah. and uh, I'm glad that he uh, he, he one handed serve from a free kick was uh, a notable highlight for me. It was a really fun 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 highlight. Anyway. Yeah. No, t- Turner's had he's had a fine tourney, if you he will, because he stepped in for regular number one Zach Steffen. Because this is the, the US. The, I think if I'm right in saying they 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 often have uh, quite a youthful and domestic-based side mm. for the mm. Gold Cup because it it comes at a sort of a funny time of the year for some of their bigger stars who will be generally playing for European sides will be gearing up for the new season and, and so on and so forth. Although Mexico, by the looks of it, were pretty near to full strength, if not at full strength. So, so it was a mm. great win for the US. It really is. Um, so, you know, well done. It, it, was, it was so good, Jim, that Alexi Lalas apparently got a bit teary-eyed on TV. They were so made up that, oh, they, that they won. Oh, that's that? nice, isn't it? Tears yeah. into the beard. He doesn't have a beard anymore, does he? No. Well, it's one of those ones where you just sort of edit it onto his face, though, don't you? You see a picture <laughs> of him and your brain won't have it, so you just imagine one on there. Yeah, does Stanley have a moustache? Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's one of those ones. It's one of those ones. So, yes, uh, well done to, to the, UN, the U.S. men's national team. Uh, the women I you said the U.N. then. I did nearly say the U.N. because <laughs> they represent the UN us all. Should do, they should put a team out. Imagine <laughs> yeah. the U.N. had a team in the World Cup. Who's managing them? Goose Hiddink? Um, Sven. Yeah. Sven. Surely Spain. Yeah, Kofi Annan. Kofi Annan. All right, okay. Get Kofi in there. Um, Yeah, well, back at the Olympics, uh, the US women's national team, they they, they went out to Canada. The first time Canada have beaten them in 36 matches. The first time they'd ever beaten them in a competitive game. They enjoyed it. it. They really enjoyed that. (laughs) And so they should. It was a a week because they lost the keeper uh, at a rather important time and and a keeper who serves penalties at that. And the penalty decision was... it was, I understand, yes, it should have been given, but it was just the weirdest tackle. It, re- it really was very strange indeed. But I thought, um, I, I watched quite a lot of that match and like they just doubled up on Morgan and they didn't use the fact that they'd kind of lost a defender effectively because they were doubling up on one player. Yeah. Uh, the US team just didn't didn't seem interested on kind of making that kind of, um, the numbers count a little bit. And mm. yeah, it was it, it, a bit of a shame because the US just would not, they just they just didn't turn up and and, and the Canadians um it, it was almost sad that it was decided on a penalty rather than uh, open play because the Canadians were, were were pretty good for it to be honest yeah I don't think Canada will mind but I take the point you're saying though yeah it's the second Olympic Games in a row that the US uh, women's national team have not made the final after making five successive finals from 96 to 2012. So a little bit of a, a, a dip in form, but they'll be back, Jim. Don't you worry about that. They've got quality. I'm not. And <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jim, at least let it breathe for a moment. Uh, <laughs> Canada will play uh, Sweden, of course, uh, in the final. Uh, right. Anyway, let's end the show. Um, before I do, Champions League fixtures this evening. Come on, the Champions League. Come on, the Champions oh, League sorry. fixtures. <laughs> you remember when your teams were in the Champions League? Be happy that others are in there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you Rangers away to Malmo. We've got Olympiacos, Monaco, PSV, Shakhtar and Red Star all in action. That all says to me, Jim, we are slowly but surely getting closer to the start of the domestic season. We are. When we the are. teams start getting bigger in these preliminary rounds and so on, you think, oh, yeah. we're not far it's away. Like- 
It's like the start of a James Bond film where you can see him through the barrel of the gun. <laughs> it's well, a coming. After is, the that grass, after is that Monaco? Is that Monaco? Is that PSV? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. It's widening. There's Galatasaray. There we go. There's Real Madrid. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Uh, the champions as the, as the blood goes down the screen uh, in every the champions somebody do that that's beautiful there we are right any more for any more I'm just glad that we mentioned Malmo without you mentioning Sven uh huh mm. yeah he lives not far from there you're absolutely right Ow. on tomorrow's show to that one. Kate, Jim and Luke Moore how about that Excellent stuff. We look forward to that, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Well done, Fizzer. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 